Hello, I'm Rena Grobe, and I'm Madhvi Romani, and this is Misinformed, where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So, Madhvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? Kanye West is running for president, which has seemed to have caused a lot of confusion. First of all, is he running or is he just beating Kanye and just said that he was running? He hasn't filed any of the paperwork so far. The other thing is, what's all that stuff about the COVID-19 vaccine being used to put chips into the bodies of people to track them or something, like he said in an interview recently? And then, is this a trick? Because he and Trump are friends. He's been to the White House with Kim. He says he admires Trump. Is this a trick to... Because Trump is polling lower than Biden right now. So if Kanye says that he is going to run, maybe he could siphon off a bunch of Democratic votes from especially younger voters and black voters and help Trump win again which assumes that younger voters and black voters are just so easily swayed. It doesn't really make any sense. The third confusion is around Elon Musk being one of Kanye's early and biggest endorsers. And people are confused about this because they're like, hey, but Elon Musk is into science and stuff, so he can't be anti-vaccine or anti-abortion like Kanye is. And then there's also confusion with Trump and Kanye. Like, Trump is clearly white supremacist and anti-Black Lives Matter and incites and supports violence and hate against black people, yet Kanye is black. How does that work? So there seems to be all this confusion. In the end, I don't think there is any need to be confused at all. All of these people are millionaires or billionaires and they are all protecting each other's interests. And if you look at it like this, they are in the 1% and they have risen to the top of a capitalistic system and they are all protecting their privilege. So it doesn't matter about the politics of like whether Elon Musk doesn't have a problem with abortion and Kanye West is anti-abortion because Kanye West might just put, as he has said, let's take him as word, might put Musk in charge of the space program. Elon Musk knows that being close and supporting Kanye is good for him. They've been friends for years. Elon Musk wears his shoes, which sells, you know, $200 shoes to all these techie guys. Kanye West drives a Tesla, which again is just great marketing and they're kind of rubbing each other's back. And fuck if loads of women, half the population of the US, then cannot access health services because fuck them. And it's the same with Trump and Kanye. Kanye knows that maybe being pro-black or his blackness does not serve him at the moment and it's not in his self-interest to focus on that and it's more in his self-interest to cozy up to the system that is capitalistic that puts white people white lives above black lives because he has that privilege now it's like oj you know his lawyers who are really really smart had to make oj seem black again i mean oj's lawyer was kim kardashian's dad or he was on the team they made a big deal of his blackness but he was no longer black he was completely with Within the white echelons, I want to say, he had a white wife. He was playing golf at the country club with all white friends. He had left his community and his roots behind because it was not in his self-interest. Anyway, so all of this just got me thinking about billionaires and millionaires and how a lot of people seem to be confused about their motives a lot of the time. So a lot of people think that billionaires and millionaires are really good people. But billionaires and millionaires, I think we can see them clearly if we see where they are within 
within our capitalistic structure and they are right at the top. And we have a structure which makes the rich richer and the poor poorer and is exploitative and promotes injustice. And therefore, if they are at the top of this system, if they have risen to the top, their main thing is to maintain the status quo. They just are not good people, which we'll go into. But I think there are a few reasons why people just think that they are good people. So this is what I've been thinking about this week, finally getting to it. (laughs) I think the first thing is that As a society, we worship wealth and money, and they have it. So in a way, it's aspirational. We see them as celebrities, as worthy human beings, because they have it. Whereas the poor are often shown as they deserve to be there, they're unworthy, they're not educated, they're less than. Number two, I think, like with people like Jeff Bezos, almost everyone I know uses Amazon, apart from myself now, I've stopped. But Amazon obviously makes our lives a lot easier, right? You can order something one day, it will be here the next day. So it makes your life a little bit more convenient. So whoever's in charge of that, they kind of must be cool. Or maybe you don't want to look into the exploitative practices of Amazon too much or its environmental damage and all of that sort of stuff because it's uncomfortable and you might be complicit in supporting this organization which is immoral. The third thing is that probably a lot of these people, like, I don't know, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, I guess we use Facebook, you know, they've done something cool or they were smart in some way. They did a thing. Steve Jobs, you know, they invented something cool that we like and so they must be smart. But associating smartness with goodness as a value is not always right. And also just because you can do one thing, like if Kanye West can make good music, doesn't mean that he has any knowledge about how to run a country, how a military works, what diplomatic relations are on an international stage, how to do a fucking massive budget for an entire country, ethics of going to war, all of that stuff, same with Trump. He has no training in this whatsoever. And he wasn't even very cool or smart or did anything, he just inherited his money. The guy was built on a myth of being a great businessman. The guy bankrupted a casino. I literally have to count on my fingers and I would not bankrupt a casino because the house always wins. So yeah, I've been thinking about billionaires, our inability as a society to kind of see them clearly. The second you said Kanye West, all I could think about was his PSA with Mike Myers back in 2005 in regards to Hurricane Katrina, where he was like seemingly not present. And then all of a sudden he just says, George Bush doesn't care about black people. So you have this moment of like, How did we get from that to this? And I think maybe a lot of it is that Kanye West is a provocateur. I also think that people's assumptions that just all black people or all young people are automatically just going to vote for Kanye is ridiculous because you're sort of assuming that they don't have the ability to think for themselves or think logically. Although I will say for my generation, I saw a lot of people putting up things like don't vote for Kanye as a joke. So the fear amongst my generation that some idiots are going to do that is legitimately real. I think the myth of billionaires being good people is such an interesting thing. Because if you look at the statistics, the top 1% has more money than the bottom 80%. That is the realities of the world that we live in. And that is incredibly messed up. If you have people who are on purpose hoarding so much wealth, why do we believe that they are good people? And I actually think that a lot of this has to do with, well, first of all, it's PR. That's the reason why all of them start a foundation. It's a reason why when you think of Bill Gates, you think of his work with malaria, you don't automatically think, oh, this is a man who is worth 
$110 billion. They've sort of warped public perception about who they are because along with, as you said, people start to think of smartness as goodness. I think that what our definition of good is, is really important here because when we think of good, I think a lot of times we think of as likable, charming, pleasant to be around, good with people, these philanthropy organizations, they're very involved in their community. But can these people who hit all of these points be good people if at the same time they're building their wealth off of the back of the poor. I always think of the story of this child in the United States that died because they didn't have access to insulin and they didn't have health insurance. And so their family just couldn't afford to get them the medication they needed. And then I think about the fact that like in this very same country where children are dying because they don't have access to very cheap medication that would keep them alive, men like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Mark Zuckerberg are throwing their wealth around. Mark Zuckerberg is currently in a lawsuit with the people of Hawaii because he already bought so much land and now he needs more and he's hell-bent on getting the land he wants and he's going to displace people to do it. And the crazy thing is if you look in the comments, there's actually people defending him, being like, yeah, well, he bought it. If he buys it, it's his. And you're like, what kind of attitude is that? This man is displacing people from their own land because he wants it? Because the, you know, what, 800 acres he already has isn't enough? He has to ruin more of these people's land? I mean, the poor indigenous people of Hawaii have been through enough. Mark Zuckerberg, what are you doing? Grow a conscience. But I think that also because capitalism has sort of sold us this lie that to have money is what you want, it's good, and, and if you have it, then you deserve it. You've gotten this money because you're a good person and you've worked hard for it, and it's yours. Thus, you should be able to take willy-nilly. In Nuvara Media, they have a really interesting article about why philanthropy isn't just a problem, it's actually harmful. And one of the very first things that they point out is that Jeffrey Epstein funded a whole plethora of scientific discoveries, or they forced removed a statue of Edward Colston in Bristol a couple weeks ago. He actually funded schools and hospitals and churches. And so we sort of tend to, oh, we're going we're gonna to put aside all these horrible things they've done and just focus on the good. For them, philanthropy is nothing but positive PR. It's a way to distract people from the true cruelties of who they are as people. And I actually would probably argue that the majority of them don't think of themselves this way. I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg genuinely thinks he's a bad person. Maybe he does. Actually, I don't know him, but I feel like you have to be a truly evil person to think that you deserve to have more money than 80% of the world and that you have the right to it and you have earned it. I have a lot to say about this because whether Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos thinks they're a good person or not, first of all, these are like Mark Zuckerberg is a programmer Jeff Bezos is famously really obsessed with metrics and things like this. Whether they even thinking in moral terms, or social terms, political kind of these type of things about issues, social justice is highly questionable. They are very compartmentalized, right-brained people. And more and more, these are the people who are rising really to the top of the 1%. And I think this is a problem. Jeff Bezos, people who work for his organization just say that he's a dick. There's a culture of bullying at Amazon. He has said after being called out on this, I think in a documentary on Panorama, was it? He was like, 
oh, well, if anyone thinks that you can just quit. Also, he threatened to fire anyone in his organization who said something about climate change. And then what's really interesting about Jeff Bezos is he has an odious personality. But for example, with the climate change thing, a month after he threatened to fire any employees that spoke out about the company's role in climate crisis, it was kind of revealed to the press and everyone kind of knew about it. Then he decided to donate 10 billion to climate NGOs or something. Also, for example, when Bernie Sanders said him as the richest man on the planet was employing people there were job ads for people to work at Amazon Bernie Sanders pointed out that hey the wage that this guy is paying that they are paying means that these workers will have to also have food stamps after Bernie Sanders pointed this out Amazon then raised the wage to like $15 an hour or something right so he's doing it very there's a bad kind of PR happens and then he addresses that with money but what you have to know is that PR is bad for your company's stock price so in corporate reporting, there's a thing called the triple bottom line now, which not only reports the financial priorities of the company, but also the social and environmental priorities and how a CEO is perceived and all of this affects the stock price. And the stock price is how a CEO is judged. A lot of the financial gains that a CEO makes is based basically on the stock price. And the stock price must keep on rising because we have a system of continuous growth. So the way that the stock price continues to rise is that you continue to squeeze workers as much as possible so for example amazon since we're talking about bezos jeff bezos just last year cut the health benefits of 2000 part-time workers at the grocery store whole foods which amazon took over which saved him a few million which means that you keep on paying the workers less, cutting benefits, making them work harder. Amazon employees have complained about timed toilet breaks. Sometimes they have to pee in a bottle because they are that overworked because, like I said, he's obsessed with metrics, so he's just pushing for more and more and more. And it's exploitative, it's stressful, it's not preserving the human dignity of the people working for you, and yet the guy is the richest person in the well, as you were talking, all I could think about was that your description of Bezos and the way he thinks and the way he works reminded me of Eichmann, the Nazi who was tasked with finding the solution to the ultimate problem. Because when they arrested him and put him on trial in Jerusalem, he like couldn't see the problem with what he had done. In his mind, he had been given a problem to solve and all he had done was look for the best solution. So like he wasn't dealing in human lives, he was dealing in numbers, in metrics, just like you were saying about Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. This is very compartmentalized thinking. It's like, I'm just doing my job within a system. But the thing is, our system right now is really truly fucked. This is very clearly spelled out by the 2017 report by Oxfam, which is called An Economy for the 99%. And it shows that since the early 1990s, the top 1% of the world's wealthy people have gained more income than the entire bottom 50%. And this is because if the corporations are driven to squeeze their workers and producers even harder and harder in the 
interests of growth and also they avoid paying taxes which is another thing altogether because avoiding paying taxes means more profit that impacts the poorest people in society in particular and makes them poorer and poorer if these people were so concerned about giving back to society and all of this if they were thinking even a little bit on a kind of social scale what their impact was all of this they would just pay taxes like the rest of us a study from last end of last year by fair tax Mark says that the big six tech firms, and that is Amazon, Facebook, Google, Netflix, Apple, and Microsoft, have been accused of aggressively avoiding about 100 billion of global tax over the past decade. And you know who the worst offender is? The most aggressive tax avoider in the world is? Guess what? It's owned by the world's richest person, Amazon. The group paid just $3.4 billion in tax on its income so far this decade, despite achieving revenues of $960.5 billion and profits of $26.8 billion, which means that actually their effective tax rate is 20 12.7% over a decade, when the headline tax rate in the US has been like 35% for most of that period. And you and I and everyone pays at least 35%. It's normal. But no, not Amazon. I was genuinely upset when Amazon bought Whole Foods because I really like Whole Foods. I genuinely love the aesthetic there. I love shopping at Whole Foods. I mean, it's irrelevant now because I live in Germany where we don't have Whole Foods. So thank God. But I guess along these lines, I was talking to a friend of mine about boycotting Amazon and about like who does it affect when we boycott Amazon? Because if Jeff Bezos is going to cut costs, he's going to cut the lowest hanging fruit. And so it's always this kind of shitty thing where you're like, billionaires are such shitty people that if only a few of us boycott Amazon enough to sort of make a dent, it's going to hit, you know, the people all the way at the bottom of the food chain. It's not really going to affect Jeff Bezos. He's such like, he's almost like an evil villain from a superhero movie, which is really odd if you think about it, because actually in the superhero movies that we consume, the heroes are always these like rich billionaire men, Iron Man, Batman. The fact that billionaires in our TV shows and in our movies are good people is brainwashing us to assume that the billionaires in real life are also good people because nobody ever stops to think about the fact that if Iron Man really, really wanted to really save the world, all he has to do is take that money and use it for good. He has the power to save the world. Maybe not eradicate evil people, but in reality, he is evil people, just like Batman is evil people. But they're given this tragic backstory. Iron Man has to be kidnapped and blown to smithereens until he cares about people. Like, what kind of a white savior complex is that? This white man, something bad has to happen to him until he cares about people. And even then, the way that he's choosing to help people is so ineffective that all it does is bring him more glory and fame. I used to love Iron Man when I was younger. I will fully admit this. And now that I'm older, I wish I could go back and talk to my younger self and be like, you are an idiot. We are all idiots. Everyone stop watching Marvel movies. Stop perpetuating the myth that billionaires are good people and stop brainwashing your children into thinking they're good people and into weird acts of patriotism and into a weird like line between what is good and bad because it's working against you in the long run. Rina, you're completely forgiven for having fallen for this as a child. But what's really incredible is a lot of people still see billionaires as saviors. If we take Elon Musk, his company SpaceX, 
If you look at what the Axios Space reporter wrote, for example, if SpaceX can pull it off its first crewed flight, it will mark a beacon of hope in an otherwise dark time for the world. So this idea that, and let's not forget Richard Branson, Elon Musk, they all have space programs and they all say, oh, we're going to save the world. It's, it is a superhero complex. It's kind of Hollywood-esque. Like this guy, you know, we're all falling for, oh, these tech brilliant people are going to help save the world by we colonize another planet, we move all of the factories or pollutant things onto another planet, all of this. But really what we need to do is change the system, change the capitalist system, which they are part of and where actually they are not helping at all. And they continue to perpetuate this kind of superhero myth. For example, Zuckerberg gave $3 million in 2017, I think it was, to solve the housing crisis in the Silicon Valley area. But the thing is that the Silicon Valley area, the housing prices went up in the five years before that doubled. And the reason for that was because of all the big tech companies, including Facebook. So they cause a problem which concentrates a massive amount of wealth disparity in a certain area and pushes the housing prices up, which means that the poor people are forced out. Or, I mean, San Francisco got a massive homeless problem after the tech billionaires moved in and even people, you know, normal people with normal jobs can't actually afford to live there anymore. He just throws three million and then it's brilliant PR. Everyone's like, oh, Mark Zuckerberg is doing great things. No, he's just distracting us from the real problem, which is the system. It's a kind of legitimization of him as a billionaire, even that he exists and has that much money. It legitimizes a system that is rigged to favor the rich. Just throwing a bit of money here and there, it seems like superhero kind of things. Oh, they're so generous and stuff. It's actually not that generous. If we look closer at Mark Zuckerberg, he's got the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, when his son Max was born, he wrote a letter to Max and then he said that they were going to give away 99% of their shares at Facebook, which at the time was worth $45 billion. As investigative reporter Jesse Isinger said at the time, looking into it, actually, the Zuckerberg Chan Initiative is technically not a non-profit charitable organization. It's not. It's a company. And so he's moved his money from one pocket basically to the other and that very likely it's also good for his taxes he will not pay tax on it also as well as deciding what charities he wants to support and which charities not because he then maintains full control mark zuckerberg by the way who is questionable always all of his moves are just wrong flat out including right now at this very moment where a bunch of companies have decided to boycott advertising on facebook due to facebook refusing to label posts from trump that are inciting violence and shooting against black people and against protesters so mark zuckerberg decides which non-profits or which charities exclusively he wants to give to and which not then he can also through this company give donations maybe to political parties whatever and he can also use it as a company so through this initiative which Sounds like on the front, you're just giving away 45 billion, what a great guy. It's actually not that simple. He's using it for his own self-interest, socially, politically, and economically. Also, just like keeping in mind that that amount of money means absolutely nothing to him. He has so much money. I think someone pointed out that the UN estimates that it would take $4 billion to solve the current crisis in Yemen. Any of those billionaires could solve that crisis if they wanted to. And like, I realize that it's not all liquid. They don't have $110 billion in the bank. It's what they're worth. But if they really cared, they would find a way to free up that cash. They could solve all of the problems in the world. I keep thinking back to this thing that someone once tweeted 
tweeted where they said that punishable by a fine just means legal for rich people. And in that same breath, I think of there was this video of Beyonce's where she was pouring this $30,000 champagne into a hot tub and someone underneath commented, cool. That's my college tuition that you've just poured into a hot tub. And you were talking about charities before, and it reminded me of something that Mark Fisher, the British writer, once wrote. He was describing the phenomenon of Live 8, as he calls it, the phenomenon, I mean, organized by Bob Geldof and Bono and so on and so forth. And he says that we are kind of programmed to think of Live 8 as a protest and sort of a protest that everybody can agree with and that we all don't want poverty. But the reality realities of what's happening is these bunch of millionaires are spending millions of dollars to put on a massive concert to sort of further their own standing and getting us who are like living paycheck to paycheck or have a little bit of savings in the bank to give our money to solve a problem. And when you actually stop to think about it, you're like, you know what? This is you patting yourself on the back for, look at this great thing I've done. Just donate that money. I don't have to give you $10 out of my hard-earned cash and you can take those millions that you would spend on this concert and give it to a problem that you helped create with your billions, millions, and your lack of a moral compass. Yeah, it's totally egotistical in the end. They can't just do it or just change the fundamental workings of their companies. They're doing it, they're being shown to do it, and it makes them look better to themselves and to everyone else as kind of a showmanship. Recently, in the Chan Zuckerberg initiative, one of the engineers asked Zuckerberg to either quit as the CEO of Facebook or quit as the CEO of the initiative because he said, this is a quote, the actions that you take at Facebook reflect on you as a leader and your leadership skills and values. And it only reflects reality to say that our leader's idea of free speech values calls to murder people for demonstrating over the political speech of the demonstrators themselves. So he was like, there's a conflict of interest here. And Mark Zuckerberg was just like, no, I'm not stepping back. And as a result, like that initiative you know which should be going towards things like maybe racial justice a lot of causes haven't taken the money from the initiative because they, they say it's kind of tainted and also do the people in charge of the initiative also stop giving money to certain organizations for example they scrapped a voter data project over concern that would attract scrutiny for Zuckerberg so they still want to maintain control over everything also what's happening with all of this charitable stuff is that the realm of influence that these corporations have then stretches into education into charity and how they run their organizations which is not necessarily how a corporation runs their organization like the two things are different so corporate values of growth of efficiency of saving money time all of this stuff are then employed in a whole different sector which is the charity or social justice sector so the influence of capitalism and the influence of these systems these corporate systems are then stretching into a whole load of other fields and also gaining influence influence in a whole load of other fields that actually should belong to the government. These few people, who are mostly, like I said, engineers, they are mostly men, they are mostly white, they are the ones who are deciding, because they're not paying tax, so 
you know, taxpayers and the legal political systems, the democratic systems are not deciding where all of this money goes of these few people and how this wealth is distributed. They are deciding which causes they want to support and which not. And if it's not in Mark Zuckerberg's interest to support a civil rights nonprofit or to support something that's about data protection, then those causes are left to die. His unwillingness to label things that Trump has said as violent or as hateful just proves the fact because he makes money off of these things. So why would he ever not let that happen? I think we can all agree that Mark Zuckerberg is a pasty white boy who needs to go away, but never will. I actually think it's incredibly frightening that such a small amount of people control the world. But that's why lobbying is so incredibly scary because They're not supposed to be able to influence politics more than they already do, and yet they have so much money, they could potentially sway an entire election. And that makes me personally feel incredibly small, because, like, I'm not ever going to stop voting or caring about politics, but it does kind of, you know, in that small, dark corner of my mind, make me think, well, what's the point? What's the point of me being politically active and thinking all of these things, when, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who I vote for if money talks more than the government in place, because the government is in the pocket of these 10 white men who have more money than cents. Yeah, exactly. It's all about self-interest in the end as well, because, for example, Trump spent $45 million on his 2016 campaign on Facebook. And this year, he's going to spend even more. And last November 20th, NBC News broke a story that Mark Zuckerberg, Donald Trump, and Peter Thiel had dined together at the White House the previous month. But the meeting was not made public, and nothing that any of those three discussed was made public either. That's it. Like you said, almost what's the point? They are all literally ruling the world. But let's not be fooled by all these PR tricks and all of these distractions to make us think otherwise. Let's not be disheartened by the state of the world and our apparent lack of control. We want to introduce a new segment where we have compiled three things that we ordinary citizens can do to be a better person and help the world. And they're always going to be related to the topic at hand. So here are the first time ever this week's three things. Okay, so how to be a better person. Action point number one. Maybe in the next few months, don't click on any Facebook or Instagram ads. They are part of the same company, also Messenger ads, because like I mentioned, about 500 companies, I think it is, are boycotting Facebook because of their refusal to even label posts that encourage violence towards protesters and specifically Black Lives Matter protesters. So don't click on any Facebook, Instagram or Messenger ads. Action point number two on how to be a better person. Instead of ordering from Amazon, maybe try going to your local bookstore or local shop. And if you want to order online, there's this amazing website called Genial Local, where you type in the name of the book and it finds the nearest bookstore that has it and it sends it to you just like Amazon. And finally, along the same lines with the Facebook boycott going on this month, if you see any of your favorite retailers, brands you love who are running adverts on Facebook right now, maybe just leave a comment and ask them why they're not participating in the boycott because the more companies and organizations that start becoming more socially active and realizing that this is an important thing for customers maybe 
it will make some change or at least put a tiny, tiny, tiny little, little dent in Facebook's revenues because we don't like Mark Zuckerberg at all in case you didn't get that already. Until next time, have a good week. If you like this podcast, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsession with us. Tweet us. I am at Rena underscore Grobe underscore and Madvi is at Madvi Romani. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore MS underscore informed or shoot us an email misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. You will find links to our Twitter and Instagrams in our show notes, as well as links to all the content we have discussed this week. Until next time, thank you for listening.